Welcome to the State of the Program in On Texas Football with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Uh, today, we're going to talk about all things Texas football, uh, from recruiting to team uh, and what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, nobody does that better than Eric Nalin, the publisher of Inside Texas. Uh, Eric, what is the mentality and feel of the program after the uh, loss in Lubbock? Well, I think they're doubled down on the anger and disappointment uh, from the uh, Alabama game. Uh, clearly, they are disappointed with how that game went. You know, there's not a lot of finger pointing, which is always good. Uh, you know, they're, they're anxious to get back out on the field. They're, you know, there's <clears throat> I think in the past, it's, it's normal for Texas fans to worry about whether or not the, the team's going to continue to fight through the hardships. Uh, I, I feel like this is a more resilient bunch than we've seen in the past. And I think they're I think they're going to respond well. Now, does that mean they're going to win? I don't know. But I think they're going to come out playing hard and, and firing every bullet. So, uh, you know, they're in a good spot. That was a disappointing game. <clears throat> Took a lot for uh, Texas Tech to pull out that victory. It was, a, you know, I think uh, Bill Connolly had it as a 2% probability of winning. Uh, that's pretty much how it played out before all of our eyes, I think. We couldn't believe that they kept uh, kept advancing the ball. And, uh, you know, I, I think it – you know, there's one way to look at it as an anomaly. That's certainly how the team should look at it. I think, uh, you know, it's our job to look at it a little bit deeper uh, and, and see if there's anything that we can uh, carry over from last year, too. Yeah, and I want to do that. But first, got to thank our sponsor and should thank our sponsor. Uh, Stay the program is brought to you by Wix Law. Uh, if you've suffered a real personal injury and need to recover real compensation, uh, call Paul Wix. Uh, he is a real lawyer handles your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. Get a real deal lawyer to help when you are really injured. You're not calling a call bank or phone bank when you call Wix Law. You're getting an actual attorney. 972-473-6900. Eric, I, I mentioned all of this, and we talk about whether or not they're better than last year, et cetera. Um, my question for you is, you know, if they're going to come out firing all on all bullets, do we know if that's enough anymore? Um, because last week I felt like they had some, they, they strung together a couple of good, good uh, series in the second quarter and really went out to that 10 point lead. But then that looked like that was almost all they had in the tank. Um, what, what does Texas need to do to become more consistent in your opinion? Well, I mean, you know, the, the simple answer is they have to get off the field on fourth down. They have to stay on the field on offense. Uh, you know, I think that they could be a little more aggressive uh, on offense you know, inside the 20 or down, down on the other side of the field, you know, and aggressive isn't just taking deep shots. I think Sark is considered an aggressive play caller because he likes to throw over the top to me. Aggressive is more situationally and, and uh, not, not taking the air out of the ball. You know, I think they were conservative against Alabama at times too. Um, you know, there's chances to, uh, to really go for the throat. Uh, I need to figure it out, but I mean, how many passes has Hudson Card thrown inside the 20 this year? Uh, you know, inside his own 20, you know, inside the, inside the opponent's 20. Okay. Uh, when they're trying to put the ball put the ball game away, you know, another touchdown there. If they if they would have uh, converted that fourth that short fourth and two where they uh, where they went wildcat, you know, a touchdown there probably puts that game away. So, I think I think uh, I think Sark needs to be more aggressive, and I think uh, PK probably needs to be a little bit more aggressive at times too. And uh, you know, they, but there were there were a lot of bad breaks. You know, you go back and watch the more the more times you watch the game, the more you see how how I don't I don't want to say lucky Texas Tech got because you know they made their own luck and they made the plays. Uh, but that's not really uh, that's not really a recipe for success over a 12 game schedule. But, you know, the, the shorter the shorter term, it worked out for them. But that's not something most teams, I think, are going to try. Yeah, um, they go up to Kansas State and Manhattan this weekend. Ooh. We'll see exactly uh, what the, this means. If Texas Tech is better than we thought, 
Kansas State coming off a uh, road victory in Norman uh, yeah. as well over Oklahoma. So uh, Texas fans will want to keep an eye out for that game uh, just to see, you know, the transitive property of football, right? <laughs> yeah. Who who plays who better? Um, this is, this is going to be a tough season to do that, I think. And, you know, that Kansas State OU game probably set the tone as much as the Texas Tech-Texas game for how wild this uh, conference is going to be. Uh, Ivan Maisel on, on three had a piece in his national article today that I thought was interesting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and it very intriguing. All 10 Big 12 teams are at least 500 right now. Yeah. That, that you know, two and two is the worst they are. They've got yeah. a couple of undefeated teams, like TCU and, and uh, Oklahoma State, as well as uh, Kansas. Kansas, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so uh, no teams below 500. That's He thinks it's going to be a conference that has no single standout, but a lot of muddied, uh, equilibrium, so to speak, I guess. And, and um, as we look at that with Texas, my, my concern is, um, is like a lot of people, I think, what we saw on last Saturday was exactly what we saw a lot last week, or, or last year, excuse me. Yeah. And that's that uh, a quarterback that wasn't necessarily great had his best game of his career against Texas. Um, why is that? Is it similar to last year or are they doing some things different that where the defense is actually improved? Because, I mean, look, they did get them into fourth downs a bunch. Uh, but at the same time, to your point, they didn't get off the field. You know, what is was it too much like last year for you or do you see some fundamental differences? Uh, in real time, it was too much like last year. Uh, the more I look at it, the, the less I think I, I feel that way. I, I, you know, I do see noticeable improvement with individual play. Uh, I think they could tighten up the schemes a little bit more. Um, you know, Texas Tech set the tone on that first drive. They went for it on uh, two fourth downs, which uh, one would have punted uh, on in normal occasions and one would have kicked the field goal in normal occasions. Uh, I think Texas was a little slow to uh, respond to that. I think they were a little slow to respond to the quarterback running the ball in short yardage. Uh, that's something that, you know, you probably would have picked up on, on tape early <laughs> from their first couple of games. The kid was talented. You know, you and I, we had a, we had very long messages back and forth in the, in our text group about how talented the guy was. Uh, it's just, he's been entirely erratic. So uh, I think they do need to figure out why he was less erratic against Texas. And I think that they did give him a little too many comfort throws, not on fourth down, which I think the fans are kind of uh, assuming, but it was more on a, uh, you know, the first one, the first drive was third and 20. They completed it for 13 yards. Now, the, the game hadn't necessarily taken on the personality that it would at that point, uh, but it was still too many free yards. Uh, you know, once they once they went for it on that first drive twice, uh, Texas probably should have changed up their their plans a little bit and realized what kind of uh, what kind of effort and how, how far they were going to go to win that game, uh, you know. It's it's frustrating for the fans, but but the team is the team is noticeably better. You know, if you look at advanced uh, metrics, and I know that a lot of people have the stats are for losers mindset. I, I still think context is important. Uh, you know, they're they're ten in FEI. The defense has improved. The offense has improved over last year without their starting quarterback. Uh, so I, I think uh, I think the stats are more likely to tell the results of the season or, or to be more predictive of where we're going in the season than the current record. Uh, but they do have some tough games ahead of them, uh, including this week.
Yeah, let's talk about the West Virginia game because, um, you know, I we thought, you know, gee, West Virginia may line up really well for Texas because they don't have a mobile quarterback. They have right. a very accurate and, and strong arm quarterback. Uh, but Texas, the Texas defense seems to have the biggest problem with mobile quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, at, at the same time, JT Daniels, who is in his third uh, stop along the way, he started at USC. Texas actually beat him in DKR back in, I think, 2018. And, yeah, and then – Backed up uh, Stetson Bennett last year at Georgia. Now the starter at West Virginia. Um, you know, I, I look at it and say, I don't know that Texas does match up well with West Virginia right now. Uh, I think that West Virginia has some speed on the outside that can test the, the Texas corners, uh, yeah. maybe for the first real time this year. Uh, and they have a, a passer that can get it to them. And they're, they're, they've got a good defense themselves. Um, and so yeah. if Texas doesn't have, if Texas doesn't have Quinn Ewers, which is entirely possible, we don't know, uh, if Ewers is coming back or not, um, you're, you're looking at playing your second string quarterback against one of the better big, big 12 defenses in West Virginia. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, I don't like this matchup uh, all that much. You know, I was, uh, watched them last night pretty late, and then uh, before he reminded me uh, that we had this video, I was, uh, <laughs> was writing up about... Uh, my thoughts on them. And I, I think they are a tough matchup specifically with the, the secondary and the coverages. Uh, you know, the Texas zone coverage is, is going to be susceptible to some plays, I think, in this game. Uh, and, and the corners have played well this year, but this is a tough matchup for Jameson and, and Watts. Now, Watts lines up well with uh, Caden Prather and, and uh, uh, the other guy, Bryce uh, uh, Ford Wheaton. Uh, he, you know, he matches up physically well with them, but those guys are, are athletic. Um, you know, they can run. Uh, Jameson, of course, is uh, giving up some size to both of them. Uh, you know, I think West Virginia does a good job isolating their tall receivers on, on the smaller corners. Uh, they play them to both sides, so it's not like it, Watts will just line up with Ford Wheaton the whole time. Uh, Prather is 6'4", 211, but looks – we watched moving on film, and it looks like he's about 6'1", 200. Uh, that's a good thing is when you're a bigger receiver, you move smaller. Uh, so I, I think it's a very tough matchup. But then you have the slot, the slot receiver, Sam James. Um, you know, he's, he, he can get down the field, you know, you try to run cover two and he'll split that. Uh, so they're, they're dangerous. Uh, they're very dangerous. And then JT Daniels is, is still the most, uh, one of the most talented passers in the country. Uh, he's been a talented passer since he was a sophomore in high school. Now, I don't know if he's fully evolved as a quarterback yet, like you'd expect to see from a veteran, uh, but he can make a lot of throws. Encouragingly, he did miss some windows in zone coverage last week versus Virginia Tech. Uh, maybe that's something that Texas uh, uh, defensive, backs, uh, defensive backs can exploit. Um, we, we talk about this and we, we talk about the Texas defense trying to stop a uh, uh, West Virginia offense. But what about the Texas offense moving the ball against a West Virginia defense that, frankly, is one of the best in the Big 12? Yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're going to mix up their fronts quite a bit. Um, I do think that their secondary is susceptible. Um, you know, you saw Virginia Tech get loose in the secondary a lot. Uh, the quarterback had trouble hitting. And the quarterback's pretty talented for Votech, but uh, they had trouble connecting. He was overthrowing some guys. 
obviously that hasn't been a strength for uh, Hudson Card hitting guys downfield, uh, but it was it was a good sign to see that that uh, those Vatek uh, receivers were getting loose down the field. Um, up front, they're very active. They've got uh, Jordan Jefferson nose tackle. He's big. He's athletic. He's quick. He's going to be tough for the interior. I think they struggled with uh, quickness last week. Uh, and then, of course, they've got Dante Stills is back for uh, what seems like his 100th year. Uh, he's been a little bit quiet since since uh, the first game versus Pitt. Uh, we'll see if he can make some noise. Uh, you know, I, I think the O-line should do OK against that front. Uh, you know, but I think Sark is going to have to be a lot less predictable than he's been uh, in the past couple weeks. Yeah, Texas. I'll just give you an example. The West Virginia rush defense, which is Texas has tried to lean into the run with uh, B. John Robinson and, and at, at tailback and Roshan Johnson, as long as Quinn Ewers has been out. Uh, they're really trying to lean into that. Yeah. Tried to do that with no, with very little success late in the game against Texas Tech. Uh, West Virginia actually is 25th in the country in rush defense right now, um, and so. You're, you're talking about uh, a team that's probably not going to give up a lot of run yardage in the yeah. third and fourth quarter. And so Texas is going to have to do it through the air. Yeah, their linebacker is good. The uh, the the safety they got from Murray State is very active. Um, you know, they, of course, they're always going to have their set of mercenaries that have experience and want to play and are hungry to play football. Uh, and, you know, they've got no shortage of those guys. Um, you know, they're the linebacker number eight, quality player, physical um, you know, they're, they're, they're a solid defense. I don't think that they've been, you know, they, they're not, they haven't been tested like they would be if they had years and worthy, but we don't know if Texas is going to have that at their disposal. Um, but I think, I think Stark is going to have to let card throw some balls, you know, intermediate, uh, hit Whittington. I think Whittington's going to be able to find space. West Virginia does play off quite a bit. Uh, and so there should be some space underneath for Whittington, Jatavian Sanders, but Sark is going to have to be a, uh, a little more creative than he has been. Uh, in the second halves of la uh, last week, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at that. They, they've got West Virginia has not struggled running the ball. Uh, almost 215 yards, 217 yards per game running the ball. Uh, their offensive stats look very good and comparable to Texas. They're better on defense, comparably. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, they haven't played Alabama. Right. Well, the interesting fact is that, you know, FEI, the football outsiders, they, they did do advanced stats. And Texas is still number 10 in the country uh, when you average uh, offense and defense. And uh, West Virginia is 53. Now, West Virginia's played Towson State, which obviously is not good. Uh, but they, they did play Kansas. They lost to Kansas in overtime. Uh, KU is a different team than they have been in the past. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm trying to figure, figure out why that discrepancy is so is so vast on, on that. But you know, advanced stats give uh, tell a better picture for Texas. Now their offensive line is uh, very experienced. I think they return all five starters. Most of those guys have uh, you know 25 plus starts. Uh, they're not the biggest group except for their right guard, um, but they are pretty mobile. And of course, you know, experience goes a long way on offensive line. So this is going to be a tough matchup for Texas. I'm I'm trying to figure out why the line opened up at I think nine and a half. Um, fans are going to have to be into it. Uh, the team's going to have to be locked in. Uh, but I think there, I think there are still some things that, that Texas has going for them in this game. Uh, hopefully the fans are raucous there in DKR on Saturday night for the Longhorns and affect the game at some level. Uh, Eric, the, the other question I would ask, you know, as, as we talk about this, uh, those stats, by the way, for folks that, that were seeing those on the, on the, uh, screen those were created uh, and brought to us by joe cook of insidetexas.com you can get that those stats and many others on insidetexas.com uh, we have a special right now one dollar for one month at inside texas uh, so please check us out one and more of those stats that i wanted to talk about and this is the one that uh, really doesn't sit well with me 
from a uh, competition standpoint this week. This is the one that I kind of look at and say, oh boy, they don't, they don't feel, they don't seem together well. And that's this one right here. Texas time of possession, 25-46. West Virginia time of possession, 33-40. I mean, number 14 in the country versus number 125. That is a disparity of large proportion. Now, I know Texas tries to to run a a quick strike offense, but if your defense is simultaneously playing bend but don't break – and I know, I know that's a that's a cliche of sorts to say bend but don't break. But if Texas can't get off the field, it's going to be something we're going to look at this. Um, you know, coming back on Saturday night after that six thirty start at DKR and saying, well, it happened again. Yeah. Um, and so, at what point does this become uh, something that Texas looks to change? I guess is the best best way to put it. Yeah, you know, gotta, I mean, it's got to change, Eric. It can't yeah, it can't sure. continue this way. Right. Well, time of possession, of course, can be misleading. You know, UTSA had the ball for 36 minutes against Texas, I think, or 34, 34 minutes, something like that. Um, yeah, so it can be misleading, but at the same time, it, it can tell the story, too. If, a, if your defense is tired out in the second half and, you know, you're looking at time of possession is going <laughs> to offer some good reason for that. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. You know, uh, I, there's not much else I can say about it that I haven't written. You know, I think that there are maybe some issues with uh, Sark and PK having asymmetrical philosophies. You know, maybe they're not um, uh, the perfect marriage. Uh, we'll let we'll let the rest of the season tell that story. Uh, but if this if this game goes similar to the ones last year and similar to last week, then uh, you know I don't know I don't know what else to say. You know, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure something else out. They're gonna have to change. They're gonna have to alter their course because um, you know we saw too many second halves go awry last year. Uh, this last week did, even though there's so many outlier plays that, uh, you know, it's it, it maybe shouldn't have gone that way, uh, but it did. Uh, so they might have to change some things up if this game goes the way that it, it could. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking at that and I, I have the same thoughts as you that, you know, that there's a chance that the second half, uh, you know, swings away from Texas and in favor of West Virginia. Well, that's been the story of uh, Sarkeesian's tenure at this point. Um, unfortunately, I've got to find a way uh, to make that uh, a different storyline. Uh, heading into Saturday night. Uh, I have one more question for you, but I also need to uh, thank our sponsor uh, first before I ask that, Eric. Uh, State of the Program is brought to you by Wix Law. If you've suffered a real personal injury and need to recover real compensation, you need a real lawyer. Call Paul Wicks with Wixlaw.com. Wix Law can handle your car wrecks, truck wrecks, or other personal injury claims. Get a real deal lawyer to help when you are really injured. Again, uh, Paul is not a call bank. Uh, that you go and get somebody that uh, is just an intern or a a legal assistant. He's actually a lawyer. You call him at 972-473-6900, and you get a lawyer on the phone right away. Uh, Eric, I want to try to piece this all together, right? Because the quarterback situation at Texas is tenuous at best. We don't know if it's Hudson Card. Uh, Card was injured even uh, during the Texas Tech game, has been uh, injured, still not 100% himself. Quinn Ewers coming back off of that uh, AC sprain of his shoulder or sternum. I don't know exactly how to describe it uh, particularly well. What does Texas do uh, if they're staring at Quinn Ewers not being able to play a less than uh, a less than not just what does Texas do, but how do Texas fans take it? If through five games, they're sitting at two and three and a loss to West Virginia where your starting quarterbacks only played one game in a quarter. Um, and, you know, is this 
is this time to throw in the towel or is this time to, I, I'm being facetious a little bit, but is this time to, you know, double down and wait for Quinn Ewers to return? Um, what if he's not back by Oklahoma and Texas goes into that and has a real tough time? I mean, what, what are your thoughts right now on that kind of, you know, thought process about well, where Texas fans should be thinking of this team and what their upside is based on uh, everything we know right now. Well, I mean, I would just let the, the season play out. You know, there, there's a lot of season left. Um, you know, if, 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 if yours comes back and, and they start reeling off wins, then, you know, you can attribute this, uh, this, the slide should it happen, you know, I'm not, there's no way to reason to write off this game, but if, if it does happen, like you said, the hypothetical is there two and three, just let it play out and see how they, how they look the rest of the season. You know, there's, there's no point in getting frustrated, uh, about it until we have more data. Now, if, if yours comes back and they struggle and they're, they're losing in second halves after looking good in first halves, then, you know, there's much bigger problems than probably the talent level. Uh, and then, you know, that's that's going to be out of your hands and that's going to be very disappointing, too. But uh, I think overall, you know, the the floor is set by the people in charge at Texas. I wouldn't worry about uh, the, the, the want to win. Steve Sarkeesian wants to win. Uh, the people in charge, you know, Jay Hartzell, El Taif, you know, Chris Del Conte, they all want to win. They're going to get it right. Uh, it's just a matter of how long it takes. So uh, if it does go a little sideways, yeah, we'll see. But let it let it play out. You know, let it play out. There's a there's a lot of season left, and maybe this season goes like the uh, what was it the 1997 uh, or 1996 Southwestern Conference when everybody got a piece of the crown. Uh, maybe this season goes like that. Uh, that's sort of like kissing your sister, but uh, you know. I would just wait and see how the team looks. We haven't seen them in full health except for a quarter or two. Um, so, yeah, I don't do, know. Do man. you know – I'm kind of at a loss too. Hey, speaking of uh, health, do you know if – more? do we know if Moro Ojomo and Xavier Worthy are expected back this week? Um, you know, I think Moro would play, uh, but I'm not sure on, on Worthy yet. I'm not going to – I don't know. I might have to stay quiet on that one too. But Okay. Uh, here, here's what I do know. Sark, Sark – should have more in the bag for when Worthy goes down. You know, it's it, the, I see too many people make an excuse for him losing Worthy. That, to me, is not right. I just saw a bunch of Virginia Tech wide receivers I can't name getting deep on West Virginia. So I don't want to hear that stuff. That's ridiculous. Got it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. This has been this week's The State of the Program on Texas Football. Please join us uh, afterwards at InsideTexas.com, where we have plenty of articles to answer all your questions as well. For Eric Nalin, I'm Bobby Burton. Thank you for watching.